Oh. M. Mom! of Sissy That Talk Show, it's Alaska Thunderfuck 5000! Howdy, howdy, hey, hey, and welcome to the Sissy That Talk Show podcast. I'm Joseph Shepard, and I'm joined today by the legendary Miss Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. We just had a little blast on the YouTube talk show version of our show, but now it's time to get a little bit more intimate. Intimate mm. secrets. Intimate secrets. Do you keep a lot of secrets? Not, not really. Like, but a lot of your life, though, has been pretty away from the public eye. I would say your persona as Alaska is in the public eye. I know, but then I wrote this book. Then I wrote this book that's like literally everything. Yeah, but the thing about the book is the book stops at a certain date, right? Yeah. So do you feel like you delve into the personal part of your life like in the past two years? You're you're so handsome, it's arresting. <laughs> do you, I mean I can't I I it makes me nervous. What does it make you nervous about? Um just that you're really handsome. You've always made me nervous because you're really good looking. Um what are we talking about my life, my private, my yeah. private life? How do you determine what's private and what's? I public? have a, um, I have a line now about what is public and what is private, in a way that I didn't have before. But I, I've, I feel protective over my psyche now in a way that I wasn't when I was younger. I'm like, I don't know. Not everything is everybody's fucking business. Yeah. Like, my friends know, like, everything. But, like, my, like, sharing everything online is, like, really, like, not, I, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that the friends that you make, or the friends that you have now, ones that you've had for a very long time, are they ones that come and go? Like, how do you, how do you navigate new friendships, especially since you are the caliber that you are? It's the, it's, it, there's, it's the ride or dies for me. I mean, there's the core of like girls who are always there mm -hmm. through it all, through everything, through before drag race, before drag, you know, kakataka. That's pretty fierce to have, to have friendships like that. But, I'm also, I feel, being on this tour, I feel really bonded to the people that we're, that we're on tour with. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, I don't know. When, when you get to a certain age, you, I mean, I started to think like, I don't know, like, am I going to, do you make new friends after a certain age? Is that for I young don't people? I think so. But I have. Is what I'm saying, and it's it's surprising to me. I feel bonded and familial with the team that has assembled to to make this thing come 
come true. And it, that and that's like meaningful to me. So I guess the moral of the story is you can make friends even when you're even when, at any age, I think. So you've been on tour for your album. You just had Drag the Musical, which was phenomenal. Oh, thanks. You wrote a book. Mm-hmm. You have your mom and your moguls of media. You have Race Chaser. Mm-hmm. You're doing like everything in the world. Is there anything that you haven't done that you still want to do? Uh, I guess there's like a movie. Like a movie would be cool. A movie as yourself or a movie as Alaska? I'm not interested in playing Alaska. I am interested in a young model playing Alaska. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a, like a, a gorgeous actress, you know, playing me. Like, like be, who? Who, who be would great. be your... I, I don't know. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Sandra um. But definitely, yeah, I'm not interested, but I would like to play some kind of role. Like I would like to be like the janitor and be in like unrecognizable prosthetics. So you wouldn't want to be known? It could be known, but like how Quentin Tarantino puts himself in his movies sometimes, but sometimes you don't even know it's him. But yeah. I like I like that. Like I, I would want to play something that isn't me. I like playing things that aren't me. Well, John Waters is making a movie directorial comeback this next year, so maybe you need to. What's it gonna be? Send a little message. It's a, it's a book that he he wrote and it's based off of. Gaga. Got to do that before he. Are you suggesting John Waters is gonna die? No, he's older, and that would be iconic. Okay. Yeah. No, I love him. Um, your drag the musical. Uh-huh. You had your run here in Los Angeles. Yes. What's the plan with it now? I don't know. But I have a feeling we haven't seen the last of Drag the Musical. Did you enjoy putting it on night after night? Yes. That shit is so fun. Yeah. I love I I love that musical and I and I didn't I didn't know what it was going to become. I didn't know. I You can't imagine it. When you're like writing something on a page, you're like, so often I was like, I don't, I, this might be total shit. Because mm-hmm. I've never really like properly written a thing that was going to be staged by people before. So I'm like, are we going to get in the room and like these jokes that I think are funny are just going to just fall flat? Yeah. Some of them did, but for the most part, and the reason why is because of the people that came in to do it. Every single like drag queen or actor or Broadway veteran who came in brought something and then some to yeah. every single aspect of it. And and then all together, it was like, it's it's like really special and really magical to me. What was it like seeing audience reaction? It was great. I was like crying all the time. And I would like peek through the curtain. Did you have your good audiences and your bad audiences? Yes. And a bad audience is a drunk audience. Really? Have some drinks, but do not be an asshole. You had assholes? Just in the sense of like, 
can't pay attention because there's just mm-hmm. like big drunk baby kind of energy. Yeah. Not cool. Not enjoyable. Um, I've been a drunk baby many times in my life, but I try not to go see like a, a show when I am. On that note, we're going to take a break. And when we get right back with Miss Alaska, Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs> Miss Alaska, Thunderfuck 5000. Do you ever think about adding like a different, like a, something else to your name? Um, uh, It's a good idea. I mean, Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. I don't know. It would have to be, it would just have to strike me. Yeah, because I always love when you have your contest competition mm-hmm. and you keep going on. I'm just like, keep it, keep the, the words flowing. It's a really good idea and it could happen. Yeah. I just, ha- it has to come naturally and it has to come just from inspiration. Alaska Thunderfuck Eve 6000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do want to talk to you about you have Moguls of Media, mm-hmm. which is what we are on now, your podcast network with Willem mm-hmm. and Forever Dog. Yes. Now let me ask you a question. You have had greats, you have Heidi in Closet, and you have Jada Essence Hall, mm-hmm. you have Delta Work. Mm-hmm. Is there any drag queens that you would love to have? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I feel like I can't. I can't even say because we might be even in talks with them. Oh, okay. And I don't want to sully any business deals. Well, we won't sully. We won't sully any (laughs) any business deals. But to get to you know, because in all honesty, the podcast helped me survive and weather the pandemic mm-hmm. when all the all the drag was gone all of a sudden it was something that was consistent to keep me sane in, in a way that like we had this regular thing that we were doing we were mm-hmm. sitting there we were talking on zoom and then we would do hot goss and we would talk about like what we're going through what's in our life and so many people come up to uh, to us and to me uh, uh, like meet and greet or whatever and they're like the podcast helped me mentally get through the pandemic and so like we love that and then to get to share it with our drag sisters and expand for them with them is awesome and I think that it says a lot about the character of both you um, and Willem as well, because I owe a big part of my career to you guys, and I can't thank both you and Willem enough. And when Willem agreed to do the expose, and then you were like, I want to do it, and you literally emailed me, and you're like, yeah, sure, like I totally do it. I just want a fancy house. I literally went that night on the computer and I was like, how much money do I have in my bank account? We are getting this fancy house like for this Bel-Air shoot. mansion. Yes. Yeah. And that was, those two pivotal moments were the moments that I was like, oh my gosh, now I can do my dream or do something that I really like wanted to do. So I thank you so much for that. I love that. Yeah. And here I am now. And here we are. Here we are. Mm-hmm. 
Um, when it comes down to working with Willem, I know that a lot of times people will always be in the comments asking the same questions of like how you guys deal with each other because you, you know, won and then there's still the relationship of wow and then Willem can kind of tarnish X, Y, and Z. How do you determine um, when it comes down to it? Like, is there are there things that you don't say or you can't say or do you just like let Willem do all the talking? I, um... I prefer, I'm a middle child, so I prefer diplomacy in most cases. And I I like to at least try to be slow to sort of snap judgments or condemning anyone about anything. I like to have a slow roll about that. Mm-hmm. I hate fighting. I hate confrontation. And I always have been that way. Willem loves confrontation. (laughs) She's really good at it. She's very fiery. She's very opinionated, fiercely loyal and protective of her friends and her family. And so if you you fuck with them, you are dead to her and she will tell you to your face every time that she sees you. So we make a good team in the sense that you know we sort of balance each other and in the sense of world of wonder i'm a, i mean i'm allowed to say anything that i want i pretty much have said everything there is to say we we don't have a contract thank the lord i got in under the wire mm-hmm. and was on drag race in a time where it felt like they really wanted to cultivate the drag queens that were on the show and they wanted to see what they could do like with the platform, like go out and do it, work, love it, do it. And so I'm really grateful to be a part of that. And I'm grateful to them for that. And RuPaul especially. Uh, But no, there's no contract. There's no gag order. There's no like things that are like secret that I'm like, I'm trying to protect my, I, I don't think world of wonder is, thrilled with me doing a podcast now which is sad and that makes me it hurts my heart because i'm like this no why why are you mad Mm -hmm. we're we're promoting the show that changed our lives and that everybody loves so (laughs) i don't see that as bad but they but I, i some people over there do and that's unfortunate. It makes me sad. But I don't have a vendetta against them. I want them to keep uh I want them to keep doing drag race and putting drag in the world. Mm-hmm. I do want them to be equitable to the drag queens that are making the show possible. Yeah. On that note, we're going to take a break. But when we get back, I have more questions about Drag Race and all of that goody goods with Miss Alaska. Thunderfuck 5000. And we are back. It's the Sissy That Talk show podcast. Now, Alaska, we were just chatting about World of Wonder and Drag Race. And Mm -hmm. there have been a lot of iterations of Drag Race. We have so many different franchises and stuff now. We have all these different queens do you believe that there's an oversaturation of drag now? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of drag race. Mm-hmm. And it's too much to, to it's, it's, I think it's too much to keep up with. 
I'm obsessed with Drag Race, and I do a podcast dedicated to analyzing every bit of Drag Race. I love it. It changed my life. It made my whole world and my dreams come true. And I don't have time to watch all the fucking drag races. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm someone who's who's this dedicated to it, if I don't have time to even see it all, then I feel like people are feeling, like, kind of exhausted and kind of, like, pulled in different directions. But that being said, girl, the girls in fucking Australia who are on or down under drag race... They're fucking thrilled that they're on fucking Drag Race, and they mm-hmm. don't give a fuck if you watch them or not. They're like, well, a lot of people do watch it, and they live. Yeah. So, come get these cookies. <laughs> you have been slaying the game, your album, your tour, Drag the Musical. What is coming down the pipeline, 2023? Anything exciting? I don't know. I don't know. Great things, wonderful things. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. No, I don't. Something. Oh, it make, like, makes my blood, my. it makes my like heart race to think about my like calendar and my schedule. But I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. Drag. Drag? Well, thank you so much, Ms. Alaska. Thank you for Thunderfuck. witnessing my mental breakdown today. It's okay. It's been really nice. I love witnessing a mental breakdown. It's been a really... It's a beautiful um, night for a breakdown. It's a beautiful night for a breakdown. It's I'm a hell really, of a night to I'm come really, down the really, dance floor. I'm really oh. excited and happy for your um, show. Thank you. This is really cool and it looks really great. It's been exciting. Yeah. What is your look giving today? You know what I actually want is what? I want, um, fuck, what's her fucking name? But there's that queen who writes into Delta and gives a really lengthy, detailed description of a look, and then Delta just goes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. So that's, that's what, what it's giving. Okay. It's giving emotion. That's what it's feeling. giving. Well, the dress, listen, I was like, what do I wear? What color is the set? I don't know. I like wearing black. Look, I like dressing like that Funko Pop over there. Oh, yeah. There you are. Because ultimately, it's a cartoon character. And the cartoon character of Alaska, like it or not, wears a black fucking dress that, re- that resembles garbage bags. This one isn't. This is like pleather. Yeah, it looks very sexy. This is a recreation of the Whitney Houston, it's not right, but it's okay, dress, which I've worn a million times. But I'm not the drag queen that says I can only wear it once and then it goes in the Smithsonian. I'm like, I love these garments this was made for me by dallas coulter who's brilliant when i wear her dresses i feel i love it i love the feeling of it it feels right it's made for me so i don't want to just put it in storage and never look at it again Mm -hmm. until the museum opens well how many outfits and dresses do you have in your house you have like in a closet six um uh, no i it's not that it's not that many well I don't know. Well, how many is not that many to you? There's too many. And I don't wear any of them. I wear the same four. 
Have you ever thought about doing a garage sale? I have done once. I did a drag sale once. It's probably time for another. Yeah. You know who I saw was doing a garage sale the other day? Who? Merle Ginsburg. Oh, she does it like every year, I think. Yeah, I was like, what? I went to it once. I bought a scarf. She wasn't there. Oh. I know, I was sad. She's still missing. No, I love her. (laughs) She's sickening. Get her on the show. Yeah. Bring her on. Merle. Merle Ginsburg. Would you have her on Race Chaser? Did we try? We probably tried. We'll try again. My last question for you is the following. If you could change the panel of RuPaul's Drag Race, besides RuPaul, who would the other judges be? Three other judges. It's so good, though. It's so good. It's so good. But if it has to be brought into a new age. I don't like new ages. I want the old age. They've already done, they've already brought it into the new age. I mean, Carson and Ross are are new additions. Yes. It was Santino who brought a sort of fashion. Oh, they're gonna say fascist. It's like, mm. No, a fashion perspective. But I ultimately, they don't want that. They want funny and quippy and, you know, funny and quippy is what they want. Um, which is my product as well. Um, no, they want funny and they want like observational sort of. So, I mean, Ross and Carson have such a such a good like handle on that. And Michelle is there to be, you know, the Wicked Witch. She has to do the job of saying the the hard stuff, which is a hard job. Mm -hmm. And she's seen it all, so she can. Yeah. To me, for me. Well, Alaska, thank you so much for being here on the Sissy That Talk Show podcast. Make sure that you guys subscribe and listen wherever you listen to your podcast. Write us a review. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment down below. Subscribe to the Mom Podcast channel. We have lots of fun things on there, like um, Barry Delta, Hall and Closet, Race Chaser, Sloppy Seconds. Until next time. Bye, guys. It's called binge watching. (laughs) Go ahead. I support you. (laughs) Sissy That Talk Show podcast is a Moguls of Media and Forever Dog production. Hosted by Joseph Shepard. Produced by Big Dipper, Joe Cilio, and Mariah Nicholas. Engineered by Margot Padilla. And edited by Doug Robertson.